The year is coming to a close and we need your help. It's time for Clash of Concerns 2017. Go to wehaveconcerns.com slash clash and vote on your favorite episodes for each month of 2017 as we try to find the greatest episodes of the year. Wehaveconcerns.com slash clash. Legit. Yeah. Oh, that'd be funny. That sketch is our lives. <laughs> this is We Have Concerns. Hi, Jeff Canada. Hi, Anthony Carboni. Hello, concerned citizens. Uh, story today sent in by. It's impronounceable. And it's not what? impronounceable. I'm not saying that in like a in like a closed off to other cultures racist way, like I normally say things like this. Yeah. Being the terrible closed off racist person that I am. Mm. Uh, this is just a combination of, of letters and numbers that's uh, seemingly random okay. on Reddit, but uh, I can give it a shot. It's like U-Bon uh, Huep, that is a zero and a PQ. Let me tell you <laughs> I something. You nailed it. I think let you me, nailed it. Let me tell you something. If this person sends in like just one more story that we yeah, use, they get a nickname. They get a nickname just because I it's, can't. And it's Joe. It's like <laughs> it's like Joey Normal name. Joey Normal name. It's old Joey Normal name. Jeff, have we ever talked about death? I think we have constantly. Like, really? It's your favorite topic, Anthony? Uh, like we have all the time. Like most of the time, I talk to you. It's about have we ever death. have we ever done it? I cannot recall doing I'm, it. I'm almost never not talking about death when we're talking. Huh? Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, let's do it again. Okay. Uh, this is fascinating. Uh, the director of critical care and resuscitation research. Oh God! At the NYU Langone a- School of Medicine. Pressing job. Uh, my How did it go? How did my it go? alma mater. How did it go? Resuscitating people today. Not good. <laughs> by my alma oh. mater, I mean I lived in New York and I used to get pizza by NYU. All right. Yeah. But other than it that, counts. I have an NYU sweatshirt. <laughs> yeah, of course you do. I stole one <laughs> from their fancy gift shop <laughs> where all the fancy kids think they're so smart. Yeah, that'll show them. That'll show them. I have your sweatshirt now. Really? Literally, the only the only way anyone has to prove that they went to a college is the sweatshirt. Yeah, I still have my college sweatshirt because what if you have asked, to? What if somebody asks for my diploma? What if you apply for a job? <laughs> it's right. You have to have your college sweatshirt. <laughs> Otherwise, like, how are people going to know? That, there's no way. There's no way of yeah. knowing. Uh, this is a total digression, but there was a thing, uh, there was a study and an article uh, a couple weeks ago about how um, literally no one checks anyone's credentials when they're applying for jobs. Right, yeah. Like, literally no one. Like, right. no one has ever, I mean, I'm sure in certain jobs they do, Right. but uh, most of the time you could just, like, walk into a job interview and be like, yeah, that's me. A doctorate. <laughs> yeah. Who would have thought? Yeah. In me. Biochemical engineering. Really? Yeah. Yep. That's mm-hmm. me. <laughs> Biochem. What, what was your focus on? Uh, more the bio than the chem. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I lean a little more towards the natural did you side. Get your, did you get your, um, your uh, diploma sh- uh, framed when you graduated? Were you one of those people? Uh, from high school or college? Because I'll tell you what, I don't have a college degree. You, you don't have one at all? I don't have a college You didn't degree. graduate from college? I did not graduate from college. It's me, <sighs> science reporterman. <laughs> yes, that's right. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, never graduated. Huh. Uh, went to many, many colleges. They all seemed wonderful. 
Uh, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. Uh, no, transitioned into into acting and hosting and stuff, and was just like, what am I'll I going to show use them? This? No, yeah. it was just kind of like this. Seems like I'll just keep sinking money into the ground. Why well, you got that NYU sweatshirt? Yeah. So I just grabbed That's the, the sweatshirt. same thing. Same thing. So tip out there but for now, all the kids. But now I tell people that I studied acting at NYU Tisch. Because that mm. way, because I have the sweatshirt. Right. So see, kids, you can fake a credential in anything. In, invest in textiles. And by textiles, I mean the sweatshirt of the college you wish you went to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. I, and I mean, I don't know anybody that has their degree like on their wall or whatever. I have mine framed and it's under my bed. Yeah. my I got it framed. I think my parents got it framed as like a graduation gift. Not hanging that in my house. No, what does that what what does that say about you? You know the only. I feel like that's like wearing your high school class ring. Yeah, you know, like your Letterman jacket or your Letterman jacket. (laughs) Like, man, we were just talking about hello, fellow teens, but like, (laughs) dude, if you are an adult, you know the only and you're and you're just like, what's up? I'm wearing my high school ring, and you're like, no, you're not, because (laughs) I can't deal with that. Right. If you are. That's I don't know thing. what to do with this about exactly. this relationship and conversation. It throws everything out of whack. Uh, the only place I've ever seen a diploma on a wall is in a CPA's office. Yeah, or like uh, my therapist has has many degrees. Yeah. on the wall, they could all be fake. It yeah, doesn't matter to me. Everybody's got a printer. Everybody's got a printer. Yeah, you remember that old children's book about forgery. <laughs> <laughs> um this has nothing to do with that so death we're gonna talk about death i'm good uh here's what's up when you die Mm. you are aware that you're dead because consciousness continues to work after the after the body has stopped showing all signs of life okay so i i i remember (laughs) hearing something on the lines of like you can still detect brain waves after you've been legally pronounced dead etc etc but how do we know that you know you know you know well uh this uh this gentleman his name is sam parnia dr sam parnia as far as we know Mm. uh (laughs) as he had the sweatshirt they were looking at people who suffered cardiac arrest technically died and were later revived so this is the largest type of this study ever carried out and so what they did was they uh was they basically asked people about their experience during their actual time of being legally deceased. Right. Like um, a Jacob's Ladder flatliner situation. It was mostly a flatliner situation. Uh, turns out 57% of the people that died and came back are being chased by a childhood regret or fear. Mm, Something mm-hmm. they feel guilt over is yeah. now visiting them in a corporeal form. That's only 55%. Some sort of demon warriors they've all turned into demon warriors yeah yeah yeah. it's yeah. just a kid with a hockey stick yeah but like an angry one yeah you gotta get him uh i don't know if that was in the remake but uh hello fellow teens you remake hasn't <laughs> even come out yet has it or has it oh no i don't know I, th- I thought it came and went already I believe they made a remake of that uh anyway death so they studied people uh and they say that they had awareness of full conversations and uh being aware of things that were going on after they were pronounced dead and then oh. They went to the attending nurses and medical technicians and got like transcripts or recollections of what happened from them and they matched up. So basically these people were like, oh, I heard, you know, we always hear these stories of like, oh yeah, I was dead, but I, but I heard the doctors working on me and I heard, or I heard uh, family screaming my name and I came back and it's like, we've often ascribed that to some sort of supernatural experience, but it turns out 
that after corroborating this information with medical technicians, it's just like, oh, no, you're just dead and you know that you're dead. Yeah. So this reminds death needed to be a little more scary. Yeah. This this reminds me of a lot of the research that you read nowadays about um, comas as well, Mm -hmm. where uh, there's much more understanding that that people in comas are getting sensory input from the outside world and are able to process it, but they're sort of just sort of trapped in their situation. Yeah. And I, there was a story just recently of, of uh, a person that was in a coma for, uh, you know, many, many years and they just brought them back and now he's able to communicate using eye blinks. Oh yeah. And basically has, has confirmed that he was there the whole time heard everything oh god yeah fucking terrifying there was a uh, this i I think it was a this american life many years ago but it was about uh a guy who was uh who was catatonic and his parents were like taking care of him and stuff and like he was fully aware for years so i think and could feel things and could hear things and like had to slowly sort of like kind of bring himself back into being able to like physically move and stuff like that and physically experience things have you ever seen the diving bell and the butterfly yeah Oh my god, that movie fucked me up. Yeah, dude. Ugh, yes, that movie made you feel like you were in that experience. And imagine, like, and imagine that movie based on a book that yeah. he wrote that way. Right. Yeah, with blinking, he wrote it by blinking. Ugh, craziness. Yeah. So this is kind of weird. Uh, so, uh, just so we know the parameters of what we're talking about here, death is defined at the point at which the heart no longer beats and blood fr- blood. Bleh. Death is defined at the point at which the heart no longer beats and blood flow to the brain is cut off. So uh, technically, that is how you get the time of death. Uh, It's based on the moment when the heart stops. And once that happens, blood no longer circulates to the brain, which means uh, brain function halts almost instantaneously. You lose your brain stem reflexes, gag reflex, pupil reflex, all that stuff. However, there is now evidence to suggest that there is a burst of brain energy as someone dies, which is causing uh, this like last minute. It's a soul leaving the body, Anthony. That's probably what it is. Yeah. What is it? 21 grams? Yeah. Is that what it that's is? That's right. <laughs> All the movies. Uh, 21 grams. Does this make you more frightened of death? Hell yeah. Yeah. This is fucked up. Oh, hell this is yeah. Some fucked up shit. This is the fact that you get a moment of realization. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. Are you telling me on top of everything? Yeah. At the very last moment, I get a, oh, fuck, I'm dead. <laughs> yeah. And you are powerless to express it. You're just inside a, a a prison of your own fear. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. And here, you know, here's what's up, Jeff. I always thought it would be that way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, Everybody's like, oh, you go off peacefully and like, it's, oh, I don't know that they even knew at the end and blah, blah, blah. Oh, no, they knew, motherfucker. Yeah. And I knew they knew. And I know that I'm going to know. And I know that you're going to know. I knew it. Mm-hmm. I knew it the whole time. Um basically uh this this activity these electrical signals in the brain <laughs> are you ready to are you ready to know how they studied this jeff mm, they killed people they flatlinered some rats oh poor rats dude they those rats are going to be chased by little rats with hockey sticks for the rest of their lives tiny angry bullies like <laughs> tiny angry rat regrets <laughs> physicalized oh the time that they didn't get the cheese it's just a it's just a wheel chasing them <laughs> just like i didn't run on the wheel enough oh, and now i regret it now the, the wheel's, wheel's running on me yeah that's also i think buddhism yeah the theory of the wheel running on you you'll go you'll return it's an alan watts thing i think yeah uh 
basically they anesthetized some rats mm-hmm. gave them a heart attack <laughs> and, then a, and then a real in, just detailed interview afterwards yeah just a tiny that feel a rat? tiny little rat emilio estevez was there <laughs> um was it emilio estevez i think so i think it was, it was definitely a, julia roberts, roberts yeah Kiefer sutherland yeah Kiefer Kiefer sutherland yeah, yeah. um but anyway they saw activity patterns which were linked to this hyper-alerted state after a brief period of death. Um, and the rats seemed to say something along the lines of, fuck! Yeah, why? <laughs> um, so this hyper-alert state could be linked, and they don't go off into this so much in the article, but this could be linked to these last-moment out-of-body experiences or right. feelings of like, this to me sounds like... And and these are completely, uh, you know, this is just my own experience. <laughs> I'm flatlining, from a, flatlining lot of a lot of people <laughs> and just asking them questions. So, I mean, it's just yeah. it's just my personal information that I have. It's not right. My sample size is not big enough because I just don't get to flatliner enough people. <laughs> well, and well, I do. It's the bringing them back. <laughs> That's the, the, the hard part. Um. Do you, know, too, you know, too many people, when you want to offer to flatline them, uh, ask to see your diploma. Yeah. And I'm just like, who has a diploma? Nobody. Look at my sweatshirt. Look at my sweatshirt. It says doctor, doctor <laughs> of life and death from life and death university. A little picture of Julia Roberts. Yeah. Um, no, this to me sounds like when people discuss, oh, I had this feeling I was floating over my body and I could hear and see everything right. the doctors were doing. It, I, I think about that, and I think about the experience of sensory deprivation, like uh, mm-hmm. like a sensory deprivation tank, or like right. uh, any any of that stuff. And I kind of put it together in my head, and I'm like, oh, well, these stories make a lot of sense now. Your brain gets cut off from all of the input that it recognizes. Yeah, but it's still conscious instantly. But it's still kind of conscious and is trying to piece together a narrative of what's happening to it. Yeah, you know, it's almost so almost like a shock or something, like a state of shock or something like that. And so it's like, oh, of course you felt like you were floating above it and you can hear and see it because your brain is still taking in this input even after we thought it wasn't. Let me let me pitch a maybe a, a Pollyanna view of this. Um, as is my want. None of us are ever going to die. What if we don't? No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, you often hear the same people uh, express it as a very peaceful mm-hmm. feeling, a very serene feeling. What if that explosion of energy and activity in the brain is a euphoric feel? What if it isn't panic? What if it isn't a feeling of, oh, my God, fuck, I'm going to die. Now I'm aware of it. I can't do anything about it. And I'm dead. What if it's like, oh, a release, a positive. What if we can take solace in the fact that our brain gets a moment to be at peace before it ceases to be? I mean, I know this isn't our spooktacular Halloween episode, but we'll find out. <laughs> We're going to know. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, especially with all of the fumes that are leaking into this room right now. We'll probably find out real soon. I'm going to get that fixed. <laughs> I said it as a question <laughs> and the reason I said it as a question is because that way you can't come back to me later yeah. when the gas line does cause issues for us. <laughs> you mean 
post post life come back to you and haunt you and yeah you're, yeah and yeah or, <laughs> i can't come back you later. can't come back and be like I you said it as a question you <laughs> said you were gonna fix it no i said i'm gonna fix it but i told you that you would do it um yeah i mean that could be too i mean there is a thing that we when we get injured or something like that our body tends to release uh adrenaline and morphine in equal measures right. Um, that kind of puts us into a so state like that. So maybe this is a, a something to be encouraged by and say, oh, well, at least in that last moment, my brain goes, ah, instead of, ah. Yeah. Here's why I don't think that. Because <laughs> you're you? Sure. Number one, obviously. <laughs> but number two, the fact that uh, the level of awareness that these people have of what was going on around them mm. um, does tell me that yeah like maybe i don't know it might be like sucking on the oxygen on the oxygen mask that falls down when the plane is crashing yeah where it's like oh yeah you're a little more docile about it but i think you do know what's going on yeah i mean this tend this seems to say like oh yeah these people do know that they're dying whether your brain is releasing a, a lot of chemicals and like who knows how much you're feeling those chemicals that your brain is releasing once again there's no blood flow through the body so physical sensation, like all that stuff kind of shuts down. Can I ask you something? This is a bit of a digression real quick, too. It's almost like sci-fi brain in a jar. Yeah. Which is, you know, something I've always wanted. Yeah, sure. So this is a bit of a digression, but I was having this conversation just the other night with a bunch of people, and we were talking about getting mad and getting in arguments, and somebody was mm-hmm. telling a story about being in, a, in an in- intense argument i never get in arguments (laughs) right i will never get in an argument yes you will no uh i am cool man (laughs) uh and they were talking about being so heated and this was fueled by alcohol as usually the case sure but getting so heated that they got into a state where they were sort of watching themselves from the inside going oh don't why am i behaving this way yeah that's that guy's an asshole and then still continuing to do it and when they're when this is when they're drunk or the discussion came up because you were drunk. The discussion came up because they were drunk, but they've described it as being not necessarily tied to alcohol, but like getting into a, an extreme state and going, I'm behaving in a way that I yeah. don't even like, there, but I can't do anything to stop it. It usually comes from like, yeah, from like a I've mix just of never experienced that a mix of anger and fear and embarrassment in equal measure. But it's like you stepped outside of yourself for yeah. a second and you're watching that person and you're going, the fuck is that person? Well, doing? that's the thing is you, you kind of like, you feel cornered and you double down. Right. And as you're yelling and doubling down, there is there is that little voice in your brain that's just like, oh, no. Oh, Have no. You, you've had that? Oh, yeah. Not not as much recently. I w- I'll say that, like, lately, over the last couple of years, I think kind of just, kind of just, um, maybe a mix of just, like, marriage and getting older and mindfulness practice and stuff like that yeah. that tiny little voice that tells you when you're when you're being irrational tends to get like a little louder and a little more noticeable <laughs> yeah. and you tend to be able to 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 act on it a little easier yeah but i certainly remember times especially when i was younger of like going off into a rage and just being like oh no i'm going to feel so embarrassed by this later and just that thought actually caused me outwardly to get even more embarrassing yeah because just knowing that what i was doing was going to be an embarrassment later made me go oh shit i gotta stop this from being an embarrassment later and you're and like your little your lizard brain's way of doing that is just to like 
fight even more. Uh, yeah, even my wife has described like when she was pregnant and the hormones are going crazy, this feeling of like, I'm behaving in a way I do not like, mm-hmm. but I can't stop it. But I'm aware of like, I'm being yeah. completely unreasonable right now, but, and I'm aware that the hormones were involved in it, but also continuing that behavior. Yeah. And then later on being like, I'm so sorry. I don't know who that person was. I think, you know, you know I think also, also there, also there are some pills I take that make me more aware of these situations as well, yeah. where it's kind of like, if I haven't been on my medication for a couple of days, I'm like, this is not how I would act if I was on my medication. Yeah. And just hearing that voice in my head makes me pivot yeah. and, and like kind of be like, okay, this is how I would act if I was on my medication. Let's be this guy. And then yeah. kind of go back and then, you know, get back on my medication. And this but- is, this is what you hear from a lot of people who meditate. And one of the yeah. reasons I wanted to get into meditation is this, this understanding that you aren't you like, there's no, like the things right. you're an observer of you, yeah. you know, you're like performing a you. There are a collection of systems and we've talked about this and I think I know what you're getting at in respect to what we're talking yeah. about here, but it's like, you know, if you look at your, if you look at your kid right now, your kid's about a year old. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing like kids have to learn is that the world ends and they begin. Right. They have to learn that boundary, self and other, right? Yeah, yeah. They have to learn object permanence. They have to learn all these things. And it's like, as, as your kid keeps getting older, there will be a point in time, probably around when your kid is like seven or eight, where your kid is like, oh, I'm hungry. Mm. I'm connecting the fact that I feel horrible to the right. fact that I'm hungry. Whereas like when you're a kid, those emotions run wild and you yeah. don't know, like you don't know that you're hungry or you're tired or whatever. And I think if you are continuing your human, your evolution, your personal evolution as a human, um, that awareness should only get hyper aware. Like we were yeah. talking, we've talked before about like, oh, when I get a chest cold, it also feels a little bit like sadness or anxiety. Yeah. And so my body wants to make me feel sad or anxious. Right. And I have to tell my body, no, we're cool. Yeah. It's just like a bunch of mucus in our lungs. So I guess what you're getting at is like, there's something about th- this system in your brain acting independently while the rest of your systems are shutting down. Is that yeah, what that's you're saying? How I'm relating it is, is this question of consciousness and going, okay, death is happening and your brain going, I'm separate from that mm-hmm. in a moment, you know, like I am observing it or, you know, these people talking about rising above their bodies or the, the kinds of experiences you hear detailed by people that have gone through it. It it seems like this weird detachment that happens that yeah. there's an otherness from your consciousness and the thing that's happening to you. I think it's kind of it's weirdly interesting and kind of rad. I love the idea that when when it all ends, when it all goes down, we are going to have this moment where we are going to be able to feel like a like a computer shutting down or like or like the close or like the closing procedures of like a restaurant or a coffee shop or like some retail (laughs) location where it's like okay first thing you do is like you you shut down the till and you lock it and you lock the safe and then you turn on the alarm and then you shut off the lights and like it's gonna be kind of neat to feel that and be like oh that's what that system on its own feels like i know now because that system is gone 
Like that's kind of that's kind of dope in a way. I, I like that hopeful view of it. I, I think we. Both, oh, it's not a hopeful view. We just don't want it's it to just be an a panic, interesting right? way. Yeah, we don't want it to feel like this last moment of panic before you die because that just sounds so unpleasant. Yeah, it's described as a rush of brain activity, and I would think that that means whatever a rush of brain activity means about you as a person throughout your life, right? <laughs> You know, just, you're just like supremely you at the end. Well, you're just like intensely yourself. At what the I end. mean, what I mean is when we're talking about like. When we're talking about the fact that a, a, a pain in my chest makes me feel like I'm anxious, even if I have a chest cold, right? Yeah. Like, or uh, I'm the sort of person who who responds to something like this in anger and I never right. learned to diffuse that or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's this sort of interesting thing without without being spiritual or religious. It is this interesting thing to know that in the very last moment. There is going to be this physical thing that happens to you. Mm -hmm. And probably the way you react to this physical thing will have to do with how who you are emotionally Mm. and personality wise at the end. Somebody who is a uh, a supremely positive, calm person will probably feel that activity at the end as something like. This is about how you interpret the, it. Yeah, the light or the floating or something. Yeah. like. You know what I mean? So get your shit in order, people. Get your shit in order. Fake it till you make it. Be happy. <laughs> be happy. One day we'll all be dead. Start interpreting everything as a positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're going to need that You're going to need that skill. There's only one moment where you're going to need it, but it feels like you're really going to need it. Uh, this is super interesting, yeah. and I'm sorry if I threw anybody into an existential crisis. Uh, uh, but you knew what you were signing up for. And by, and by I'm sorry, I mean it's been a while. And uh, just remember what this show is. Yeah. We're going to throw you in an existential crisis every once in a while. That's our We Have Concerns promise. That's it. Every once in a while, just a paralyzing, (laughs) paralyzing existential crisis. But then we'll probably follow it up with like, animals do crazy things. Oh, man. So be prepared for that episode next. (laughs) Some serious bird pranks, some real octopus jokes coming your way. Don't think about death until next time, which is our 500th episode. Hey, 500 reasons not to think about death. Or sometimes do.